0: I get the privilege this morning of talking about judging. Man, isn't that all of our favorite topics? Anyway, so this morning, like you said, I'm Matt. I'm the worship pastor here at Village, and I do have the privilege, honestly, of opening God's word. And even though judging may not be our favorite topic to address, uh, it's something that all of us deal with in one way or another. As a matter of fact, the passage we're looking at this morning he continues right along in his theme in the Sermon on the Mount, revealing ways in which we fall miserably short of God's perfect and holy standards for us. And at the same time, we also acknowledge our need for his grace and his mercy. And that's what this passage is all about. Now this particular passage opens up with a verse that is commonly referred to as the most commonly quoted passage in all of scripture, both by those inside of the church and outside of the church. And that is, judge not that you be not judged. Now, when we think about that phrase in and of itself, we see it heard, we hear it rather used in multiple contexts. We hear it from people inside the church, from people outside of the church, you can't judge me, don't judge me, only God can judge me, phrases along that line, and there are people that use this passage completely out of context, but I'd like for us to dive in and let's look at the text together. So verse one, like I said, judge not that you be not judged. For with the you know let me let me pause there before I continue on. I just want to stop because I have a feeling there's a possibility that some people may be a little bit distracted this morning. I'm not sure why, I mean I may be wearing a hat on my head and maybe it doesn't really match my clothes. So maybe you're judging me for that. I mean, it's a winter hat, and it's actually been a beautiful weekend, so do I really need this in a heated sanctuary? Maybe not, but after all, I am bald, so maybe, uh, maybe you can overlook that part of it. Maybe the judgment isn't because I'm wearing a hat that doesn't match my clothes or that has a furry ball on the head. Maybe the judgment comes because of the logo that's on this hat. I mean, honestly, I'm not even joking. If I were you, I'd be questioning the judgment of a guy that supports a team that continues to think that football is scored like golf. (laughs) Seriously, lowest score at the end wins. It seems to be the Bears' M.O. I don't understand it, but anyway, I will remove the hat, but that was just a little exercise just to show how quickly we can be distracted and judge simple things, and all of us are prone to it. I'm right there with you, seriously. I would have been doing the same exact thing if you were... Wondering what was going on with that hat. I do want to give a shout out to my wife, Amanda, for letting me borrow her hat for this. (laughs) So yeah, it's a woman's hat. Judging me yet? (laughs) At any rate, let's now return to the text for real this time. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give to dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So in this passage, uh, he uses the word judge right off the top. And what we have to understand here, or what is helpful to understand, is that the word judge is used over a 100 times in the New Testament, this word that's translated as judge. And it's always used to mean something along the lines of either condemn or discern. And so what we need to understand here, if we want to know how Jesus is using it, we need to look at the context that he's speaking into as far as the historical context and literary context. So let's start there. Now in this context, we have um, basically the people he's addressing, they're under the rule of the Roman Empire, but they're being governed secondarily under the rule of the Jewish religious leaders. And the atmosphere in which they're being brought up and all the ways that they would be exposed to judgment tend to be completely arrogant, completely um, critical to a point of condemnation. What the Pharisees were doing, what the religious elitists were doing, is they were trying to put others in their place to ultimately elevate themselves. And they thought, if we can point out all the flaws in all of you poor, pathetic people, then God will look at us and see us as holier than everyone else, since that's what we are. That was sincerely their mentality. And here's the deal. This wasn't only in the lives of the Pharisees. This type of mentality is prevalent in a lot of places. Now, I don't think... Most of us would ever say that, we have that mentality out loud, but I'm sure if we think hard enough, there are moments where we've taken that approach and we've had that mentality. And so in this text, uh, rather in this context, we see very clearly that historically, their exposure to judgment would almost always be condemnation. They would feel that condemnation palpably when people are issuing a judgment towards them. Now, we also can tell, uh, literally, when we look at this passage, what Jesus is actually saying, judge not, that you be not judged. I don't think there's any way that we could look at that and think that Jesus is saying, discern not. You know, I mean, would Jesus ever look at us and tell us not to use discernment in our lives? I hope we can all answer that as, obviously, that's not the case. He would never tell us not to use discernment. But he would tell us not to condemn. And so what's happening in that culture as we can see, is the Jewish religious elites were condemning others. So judge equals condemn in that context. Now let's jump forward into our cultural context. I think it's pretty apparent in our cultural context as well when we have fitness centers right now. There's a, I saw an ad the other night for a fitness center that's nationwide that said, the world judges, we don't. So you can tell based on that that they're not looking at judgment as a good thing. Let me just clarify something. If someone comes up to you and says, you're so judgmental. I don't think they're saying, Oh, you're so judgmental. I appreciate that about you. There's no way in our culture that someone calling you judgmental is going to be a compliment. It's never viewed in a positive way. It's meant that you're condemning towards others. You think you're better than everyone else. So you're judging all of us. And that's in our culture very clearly what we see happening. And not only that, but we also see um, I just, I actually want to pause there for a second because. Christians in particular are seen